just a sick, sick, sick thing that we do to ourselves, this fandom. It really is. It really is. But on the other hand, there, is there anyone more romantic than a sports fan? That's why I don't understand sports fans that cheat. Like, seriously, man, you do you know what this is? You, you, it's like you can't be doing that. Like, if Billings was, like, to put on a Patrick Mahomes jersey, I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with him? Did it, like, a brain tumor get diagnosed? Like, how did, did this happen? <laughs> why is why is Chris wearing a Patrick Mahomes jersey? So you can't cheat. About... Can't be a fan that cheats. You have to, you have to suffer yeah. in the darkness. Oh, yeah, of course. If you're yes. going to take the good times as well. I'm telling you guys, this is the first time I've ever seen any real light. Any other light that I've seen has been fake. Let me tell you about that fake light, Nick. I've been seeing a lot of it in my time as a Cowboys fan. A lot of fake light. A lot. A lot of goddamn amazing projections visually. Like that Tupac hologram that we saw. That's a little bit more recent reference, Billions. I heard the John Kerry one was too old. So I'm going to go ahead and bring you guys to like the 2000s. That's what the Cowboys are. It's like a little hologram of like a good team. And it's like, as soon as you just are like that close to touch it. No, no. Disintegrates. Just facade. A facade, man. Fucking phony facade. God damn it. Tell us how you really feel, Tony. Tell us about the Cowboys. (laughs) (laughs) What what brought you out of your darkness? Because you seem a lot better than you did yesterday. It's, It's like, it's hilarious because... They're, they're such a popular team. So you're just like bombarded with opinions so much that they drown each other out. And so there probably is some truth to everyone's opinion, but most of it is just like, I want to be right. And I want to be the first one that's diagnosed this super popular team. Cause it's like, what, what is the reality of this situation? I mean, there is, it's not like there's a quick fix for this team. There's no, like, I'm going to be like, you know what billions, the Broncos trade Patrick Sertan to the Cowboys. They're not going to lose by 30 fucking points to the Niners. I don't think so. Like there's no quick fix. So it doesn't matter what all these people say. And it's, I don't know, man, some part of me that's like super biased in that blind spot wants to just throw this game out and be like, nothing else makes sense, man. There's just like, there's nothing else makes sense. There's no way they should have lost this badly. And the other part of me is like, nah, man, that's reality. Like, you just got undressed, revealed, like, on national TV, big game. And I'm like, man, you can't lose that way. Like, Billing said, they were like, man, you guys are going to get spanked. And I was like, yeah, man, like, seven points. Okay. Ten points. I was like, okay. Maybe it's like a two-score game because it gets out of hand late. And they're, like, trying to make something happen. But it, like... I, I don't know. I'm I'm a biased fan, but I don't know if anyone believes that the Cowboys were going to win that game at any point in that game. But it, it just seemed like from the jump, it was just like, nope, nope, nope. It's over. We're, re- we're way more ready for this game. We know what you're going to call. We know how to adjust to it. Doesn't matter what you're going to try. We've got you guys all figured out. We've got you guys locked down. Like I was sending you guys in that group chat, man. I was hoping and like they kept like, yeah, man, the team just talked about losing this team in back-to-back years in the playoffs, trying to close that gap with them. And if anything, it's widened and they've just figured out how to beat the Cowboys better than any team in the league. 
Like they well, just like dismantle. I mean, the good them. for you, the good thing for you, it is still early in the season. And if I would have rather the two, I'd rather lose now and then win in that NFC Championship game because they're gonna think they have you. It's about yes. what you guys do over the next twelve weeks to try this to figure out some of those exactly what I told you last week. I said yes, you're gonna get your ass kicked. I use those exact words, ass kicking. But I was like, don't, don't like, don't hold it too closely to your emotions. And mm-hmm. that's that's what you're doing, Tony. You're not taking my own advice. Holding it to, like it's week five, like. If you make it to NFC Championship, are you going to care about what happened in this no. game? I mean, you will if you're facing the Niners, but it, like it won't matter. Chances are you probably will because you're going to face the Eagles earlier in the playoffs. You'll have your your chance at them, and then you get back to here. It's all about what I, you do in that game. I at least you guys like... are, at least you've seen your you guys have both seen your teams win a playoff game in the last twenty years. <laughs> I just feel like this loss like is is so close to knocking that team off track because they made all these adjustments based off this loss and it just looks like none of them work. They all like backfired. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you guys are right. Maybe it's early. And but it just looked like the Niners are like on another level. Like oh my oh, yeah. god. <laughs> my god. What Week the hell? Man? We're not even we're not even a third of the way through the season yet. Mm-hmm. Like it just it sucks. I get it. No, it it sucks, and you're hoping that it was going to be a benchmark of yes, things have progressed and gotten better. Unfortunately, from your perspective, like you see it as a regression, but I it just it's any given Sunday. Like Nick mm-hmm. lost to the Bills. Uh, yeah, I thought the same way the week kicked. before. Yeah, and look, we won the it's next. It's not going to matter in January, basically. Mm-hmm. Like Nick put it pretty succinctly like if you end up playing the Niners in the playoffs everybody's gonna bury the Cowboys everybody's mm-hmm. no one's going to pick you and you're gonna go in with the underdog mentality rather than like oh Cowboys hype and uh, Super Bowl aspirations and like that's the stuff that the Cowboys don't want and that's the noise they don't need they need to come into these playoffs as an underdog yeah I'd rather be the underdog there's a lot more pressure on those teams that everyone's expecting to win. Everybody expects it from the Eagles and Niners now. Mm-hmm. Like it, like that's the expectation today is that it's going to be an Eagles Niners NFC Championship, and anything that deviates from that is going to genuinely be a surprise to most of us. So you guys still believe the Cowboys have a chance? You. In the in the NFC, that they're still a contender, and yeah. it isn't just Eagles yes. and Niners. I've seen way weirder things happen in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, you look around the rest of the NFC, there really is no major teams aside from those three. I mean, yeah, Seattle's three and one, but how how confident are you in uh, Geno Smith taking it a whole nother year I, into the playoffs? I look at it for both your teams of, like, Sure, yes, you have the Eagles and Niners in your way. Sure, you have Patrick Mahomes in your way. Josh but it's, it's the end. Nah, eh, eh, he's, eh, he's got the Dolphins. Eh. <laughs> but uh, like, I, I, it, I'm just talking about the talent gaps in terms yeah. of like, yes, like you look at those talent gaps, you're like, man, like that's a lot to overcome. But both of you are in a position that, like, yes, like on our our best Sunday, we can do it. We can win. 
and we can move forward. And that's what the Dolphins have right now. That's what the Cowboys have right now. Like, yes, it was an ass kicking, but I'm, I'm telling you, Tony, like you have a good enough team that you can compete in the playoffs. And that's really what matters. I hope so, man. I hope so. We'll see. We'll see. I hope it didn't just like break that team and we'll see what goes on and how they respond in their next games. Yeah. Now they've been tested and they know what it takes to be in that upper echelon in the NFC. And so and they, they got another shot this week, Monday yeah. night. Like but against a team that uh most of us are think are frauds, missing I mean, I don't believe in the quarterback, but that that's just me. But you guys think he should be under different coaching. Broadway. Yeah. But I, I like this is the true test for the Cowboys is how do they respond after that Niners beat down and like not to give away my picks. Like, I think they're going to come back and they're going to kick the Chargers ass this weekend. Maybe it, it's still going to show like, OK, like, yes, we have we have a good coach that like he's he's gotten to a Super Bowl. He knows what it takes. Like we have a QB that can compete with other what are deemed elite QBs. So I just, you have a defense that yes, like they kind of looked average and normal, but you got, Hey, you have good defensive talent. Like all the pieces are there to get you to the promised land. And then the NFL, anything can happen. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's part of the Cowboys problem. And it's like they have players that are talented on their team, but they just get overhyped. And so it's so much more difficult to evaluate them. And so it's like, I, I don't know how good some of these players are because it's like you see them through a different lens as a fan. But but at the same time, like the media is in lockstep with the team to promote these players. And so maybe they are like a little overhyped and maybe it is just like a bunch of really good players on that team and it isn't a lot any elite players and so that that's i don't know and so like that's when i get into these like dak prescott thought processes and what's going on with it and how they're going to respond and are they going to move on are they going to give him an extension like are and it's like it's the same thing like i i sent that picture to you guys of 10 years ago like everyone yeah. had the same conversation about tony romo 10 years ago and it's just like, I, man, I don't know. I feel like the culture is better there. I feel like McCarthy, like you said, he has won a Super Bowl. He knows what he's doing. It should be better. I don't know. And quite honestly, they lucked into Dak just off of a, a poor performing season with Tony Romo at the helm. Yeah. And and they should count their lucky stars so much that they, they lucked into Dak. Yeah. And I, I talk to you about this all the time, Tony. Like, who's the replacement for Dak? Who are you putting there instead? And like, you're not going to get Caleb Williams or Drake May or any of these top tier talent that's coming out they got this Trey year. Lance. Oh, come on. Yeah. Like, and I'd say at this yeah, point, I mean, I mean that was Dax, a number three Dax a better, years ago. But Dak's a better option. Of course. But you said who's, well, I, I, of course he is. But if Dak goes down, at least but I'm talking about, back. I'm talking about the people in the media that chirp like, oh, Dak's not the answer. So give me the answer, but give me a realistic one. Like, yes, it's it's all fun and games to sit there on first take or get up and be like, yeah, what if Tom Brady comes back and plays for the Cowboys? But that's not happening. That's not fucking happening. Like, let's get back to reality of like, who are they honestly replacing Dak with? And the options aren't out there. 
he is a top tier talent in terms of quarterback right now. And you're like, other than if the Vikings were suddenly going to be like, yes, we're done with Kirk Cousins. Like, we'll ship him off to the Cowboys. Give us Dak and maybe some picks or something. Like, I could see that potentially being an upgrade, but it also could potentially be the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Speaking of quarterbacks that are disappointing, what the hell is going on with Green Bay with Jordan Love? Man, I was so mad. I picked the Packers, and it felt like I was like, this is the easiest pick in the world. The Raiders are not a good team. Like, what's going on? What happened, man? Do you guys watch that Monday night game? I, I, was I, just I, like... I didn't. Okay. Sadly, I did. And Josh McDaniels just... He, he tried to lose, right? He falls McDaniels ass backwards into game. some of these wins. And it's just yes. <laughs> maddening that like he's going to continue to have a job for another season just because of some of these wins and like like but that that speaks to like some of the good talent that they really do have on the raiders they are winning in spite of their coaching (laughs) this is true this is true like straight up nick he tried to lose this game like he tried to kick a field goal instead of get one yard to run the clock out so they missed the field goal of course the packers get the ball and they're driving down the field and jordan love just throws this horrendous interception (laughs) off his back foot to try and like score this touchdown. I, I did see that play. It is like just, Mark yeah, Davis man. is up in his box, like having like just conniption fits over what McDaniels is doing out on the field. It, it was wild <laughs> to see, but he's going to, he's going to keep his job yeah. for another season, but no back to the Packers. Like, yes, great day for us. Jordan love haters, <laughs> three interceptions from him. Um, He's bad. He's bad, man. He's yeah. Like, and you but, can't you you can't grade him like a rookie because it's his fourth season. Like, that's I mean, the technically, thing, it's like, his first season. It, no, because, uh, no. How much playing time did he really get? But like, yeah, still, like he had a couple man. good games though, and that that's when Packers fans were like, "Oh shit! Like, this isn't the guy." Like, <laughs> I mean, this is his first time. Know. If first season going through all the ups and downs of him being the guy. So I, you can put him more on like a second, you could give him like a sophomore year, but I wouldn't really say it's okay. his fourth year. Okay. I mean, but him, then man. again, going behind Aaron Rodgers, he should have learned a lot of stuff. He's getting more reps, but like he, he had some just like, he had one interception where it was like, what are you looking at? Like just a bold face rookie type interception of like, who were you looking at? Nobody was around the defender. You just threw it to. <laughs> yeah, like, and I'm just, like, is he not have arm strength? Like this Christian Watson dude is getting open deep. Like they have good wide receivers on the Packers, and I'm just like these are not good passes. They're like not. In it. They're just. I don't know. He's got a lot to learn. He definitely has a lot to a lot he, to figure out. Seems no, like it does seem like he has the arm strength. I like most likely he just doesn't have the receivers that can get separation, but yeah, like they're relying on, and this might be Lafleur as well of just a lot of throws down the middle, which like, that's just a terrible idea for any rookie or new QB. Um, of course, a lot of just screen passes, stuff like that. Check downs just doesn't look good. Uh, so good luck to the Packers. Stupid Raiders. I honestly, I I think that Minnesota can catch up to him. Maybe. 
I mean, we'll see. <laughs> heard it here first. Yeah. Packers fourth in that division still. Fourth, possible. You're putting them behind the Bears. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, third. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Did you go that far yet? Wow. Yeah. You a couple bas- weeks? Basically, the, the the NFC North is like the um, AL Central. That's what it's going to be like. <laughs> That's right, everyone. Cross-sport comparisons. That's what you guys are here for. Speaking of cross-sport comparisons, what happened to the Bills in London? What happened? Did you wake up and you. watch that, Nick? I did. I told you I that the Jags were staying out there. They acclimated to everything. They played well out there the week before. The Bills high off their Dolphins win. It was a trap game. Josh Allen returned to his normal self through turnovers. Basically, Bills. if you can win the time of possession battle against the Bills, you are more than likely going to win that game. Mm-hmm. Like against it, the Dolphins, they were flying on all cylinders. That did not look like the same offense at all. And that's what you get out of the Bills. You get like these just weird peaks and valleys like there's no consistency to what they're doing but like yeah if you can find a team that can just run the ball against them and and can protect the ball and hold it for over 30 minutes they're like i said they're more than likely going to win yeah and bill's got some issues in the secondary calvin ridley was shredding them and well they lost white last week yeah they lost milano early in the game in mm-hmm. London, they're just depleted in the on defense. They are definitely not the same. <laughs> I think and, they were missing John- a pass rusher, even though they got what uh, Von Miller came back, but he was on a limited snap count. Yeah, he was limited, and yeah, it it didn't matter. Like the Jags had the ball for so long that they were just getting enough opportunities that eventually, like Lawrence was going to get something, mm-hmm. and he did. He just had a lot of just. Downfield connections to Ridley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seems like every play Ridley was open on and out. Yeah, but Bills, I, I've said it. Like you, you can't be successful when your quarterback's your leading rusher. Yeah, he's smart, but if you get him out of like, if he stops playing a disciplined way in which he's like a distributor of the ball, and he starts playing hero ball. You were gonna you're gonna win every time, and Josh Allen falls back into that mode so often, and it's like as soon as like a one thing bad happens, he's like, "All right, screw this game plan. I'm done with this. Don't care that's a ten yard hitch to Diggs. I'm going into hero mode. Let's tuck and run. Let's make something happen." I don't know. That's just what I see. And I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. This doesn't look. Uh, I just that's why I don't I don't really see the Bills being that like down the road being that big of a threat to the Dolphins. Yeah, man, that offensive coaching that they're yeah, man, their run game, like you said, they he can't be their leading rusher. They need to have some type of balance on offense, and they do not have any semblance of it. No. My gosh. This is it right here. This is the question we need to answer. Who is the best team in the AFC North? <laughs> I don't know because I That's thought right, I thought the Bengals at the beginning of the year, before the season started, were going to be. 
But then we saw what happened with Joe Burrow the first four weeks. But then he comes to life last week with three touchdowns over 300 yards. Billings? I honestly think it might be the Browns. <laughs> Even after they got destroyed by the Ravens? Like, that Browns defense was supposed to be good. I understand Deshaun Watson didn't play, but he doesn't play defense. They still gave up 28 points to the Ravens. Yes, this is true, but I just, yeah, that defense is, I, I still think they're good, and I just, I don't, I don't seeing the Ravens having, like, any just long-term success. I don't see the Steelers having long-term success, and then the Bengals, like, uh, yeah. eventually, like, those all those shots to Burrow is going to add up, mm-hmm. and it can't just be the Jamar Chase show. You know what? I'm going to disagree with you. I think that the Bengals are the best team in this division. Ah, man, I wanted to be right so bad on selling this stock and this guy being the bus, but I think this is like the perfect shitty division for them to stay alive and win at 10 and 7 or something at the end of the season. And like you said, we were just, it's still early and we're trying to write the Bengals off and they've had those slow starts before. And man, he looked pretty damn healthy in Arizona with those, with that, like, I don't know. And in that crappy division, I could see this happening, especially after what I saw with the Ravens this weekend. And I'm just like, you know what, man, maybe, maybe we just got too eager to write them off or maybe it was just too much, but it's a long season. I, I could see them from what all the, all the pieces that you need. Maybe Joe Burrow gets a little bit better. Maybe they figure out a little bit more way to manage him. He made some runs in that game. He like ran. He scrambled for a couple first downs. So maybe he's, mm-hmm. I don't know. The calf's becoming know. healthy. He's been I, able to maybe, plan maybe on that. Re-aggravate it. Just watch. <laughs> he could. He very well could. He very well could. But, man, it's hard. In that division, that's probably what I would pick over. I guess I think I would pick them over the Ravens right now from what I've seen. I don't I know. Just... I, I think I'd still have to go with the Ravens at this point. All right. I don't know why. I just... I, I don't trust that, that Bengals team and still not going to pick the Browns. And the Steelers, they got a good defense, but can we really trust Kenny Pickett? I don't know. Uh, no. What we really no. should be saying is, should we be picking against Mike Tomlin? <laughs> True, because you know he's gonna go nine and eight at least. Yeah, I know. We got a few other ones there. I know. I think just, just by the I was ready to bury Ravens. the Steelers. They keep coming back. Yeah. They're like an ept on offense, though. My gosh, they're bad. Mike Tomlin yeah. honestly should be getting the love that Bill Belichick gets. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's right. Unless you want a nice little segue to that of just, hey, how's how's life for Bill Belichick (laughs) these days? All right, let's do that segue. Is Belichick on the hot seat? Five. (laughs) I don't think he's necessarily on the hot seat. I think it's just more it's it's time for a transition plan, Mm -hmm. whether that's a different QB, moving Belichick up to like a general manager role. Um, he already is just retiring. Oh, I mean, just like outright, strictly, like, strictly general just, manager. Nah, you're the GM. Pick find new a coach. new coach for us. 
Um, but yeah, like they got to be thinking of just something different than what they're doing. Cause I don't know like, if he could serve in that role because if he didn't have full control of the team, I think that's why he likes being Jenny GM because he's picking his own players that he's putting in positions. Yeah. But I if mean, he can pick his coach anymore, but... as well, and it's almost like how you, Pat Riley was at the, in mm -hmm. the early days for the Miami heat. Of yeah. Just, he's kind of the de facto coach there for a while. Yeah. I mean, uh, he coached 10 seasons before he gave it up to a, uh... Stan Van Gundy. Yeah. That didn't work out too well. But I, I like the lust like he's definitely he's he's losing the luster by the game at this point. With how <laughs> like he no, he's come off of two of his worst games in the history of his career. Mm -hmm. And when you're getting beat down by like 35 points, like that's part of that's coaching. It's not yeah. just the talent on the field. Part of that is coaching. So do you think the game's passed him by? And that's what the criticism I've heard is that new England needs to move forward and get an offensive coach and move forward to a new transition to a new identity and get an offensive minded guy in there. But at the same time, who's going to want to come in there and take over that mess? Yeah. I mean, they've tried it the last few years, and they haven't been able to. Bill O'Brien was supposed to be able to do the same thing. Last year, they went with the two defensive people. Year before that, what was it? McDaniels? So, Which was the last time it was kind of yeah. competent. They made the playoffs with Mac Jones. Say you do replace Bill Belichick with like a veteran coach. You're going to have to pay that veteran coach. And then if you're paying him, on top of just letting go Bill Belichick and he doesn't have success, people are going to be like, why the fuck did you fire Ooh. Bill Belichick for this guy? Like, we could have just kept status quo. So you got to think about that. So the most logical decision is you got to bring in someone young, a newcomer to take over for Bill Belichick. But same thing, if he comes in and it's a disaster the first couple years, people are going to be like, what the, like, that's when it's going to turn and people are going to be like, why did you get rid of a hall of fame coach for this guy? No. So like, it's, it's in the best interest of not only bill Belichick, like just the, how his career is going to be perceived, but also the new England Patriots, like legitimately, how, how do you transition? You have to start thinking about that. Now you didn't do it with Brady and that's come back to fucking bite you in the ass. You'd need to do it with bill Belichick. I mean, the best thing, if Bill Belichick's worried about that legacy and it being tarnished, I think he should just retire after the season then. Yeah. Because he didn't have a very good record before Tom Brady, and he doesn't have a very good record after Tom Brady. So if he wants to prove, or well, not prove, but at least save some, just retire yeah. after the year. Yeah. And that's the thing is like now you can say with Tomlin, like he's had some kind of sustained success outside of Roethlisberger. Like Andy Reid's had success with basically any QB he's ever touched in his career. And then now Tom Brady's managed to build a narrative outside of the Patriots, outside of Bill Belichick for himself and has gotten that GOAT title. So like they're just – there's a lot riding on it for him and mm -hmm. he has to be thinking about it at this point. And you can tell like he hates Mac Jones. Like that's just my perception that he absolutely hates that guy.
Yep, I'm going to say it. They're screwed, man. They're screwed. We're watching it happen in Green Bay right now. You're just not going to be able to replace it. it. You're just screwed, man. That's just the football gods aren't going to just give you another legendary quarterback. And like no. you said, he's just, yeah, man, he should, maybe he should retire. May, what do you, I heard a wild idea of him getting traded to a team so he can keep coaching to get wins and like, like trade him to like the bears and the Bears can get Belichick as their coach. He's still coaching them, coaching, getting those wins because he just wants to get to what is Shula's Shula's number yeah. of three five. Yeah, he has to be looking at what's going on with Sean Payton and being like, Ugh, "Do I want to do that?" <laughs> yeah. That's true, man. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, personally, I, I think wild idea. The Patriots should trade for Kirk Cousins. He interesting. Okay. Kirk Cousins has a no trade clause, so he is going to have some say in where this. You don't trade think you wouldn't want to pair up with Bill Belichick? No. God no, hell no. Are you kidding me? First of all, Kirk Cousins is going to have the next two or three weeks without Justin Jefferson, and we're all going to lose that shine off of Kirk Cousins real quick, and that yeah. Netflix talk is going to be in the background and we're going to be like, man, Kirk Cousins doesn't look as good no more, man. Yeah. They're really could... struggling. Maybe they should, maybe they should trade Kirk Cousins. And I mean, if I were Kirk Cousins, I'd rather stay in uh, Minnesota rather than go to new England because like Tony was saying, Justin Jefferson is yeah. a lot prettier than Devonte Parker and Juju Smith Schuster. <laughs> Yeah, like what, what he's not. I, I, there. I, I'm just asking questions. Check out quarterback Dude. now on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else we got here? Okay. Let's talk about, wow, this is true. Just flaming the Panthers. Chris Billings, of course, would want to play in this Panthers team. Can the Panthers win a game? Let's pull up this schedule here. What do you think, Nick? What do you think? He's I'll like, no, nah, I'm right losing now. to my Dolphins. I legitimately don't know if they can. <laughs> I, I hope they don't win this week. So let's see the rest uh, of the schedule. They got okay. they got Houston, Indy. Oh, they can they might be able to beat the Bears. That's going to be a, that's going to be a great Thursday night game. Yeah, but then following that, it's Dallas, Tennessee, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Atlanta, Green Bay, Jacksonville. I Tampa say they again. do get a win. I think they can beat the Bears. Possibly the Titans or the Bucks, and they got the Bucks twice. So I think they do get a win. I agree. They get one win. They get a, a win. win or two a wins. Win. The question was if they could get a win this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on one. I'll give you. Guys if they're only getting one win, two. I can tell you they're a lock for the number one pick. That's the Bear Zone. So <laughs> Bears gotta win. And yeah. I could see no. the Bears winning another game. No, the Panthers traded their pick to the Bears to draft Bryce Young. The Bears have the Panthers pick in this upcoming. So they're draft. gonna have the top two picks of the draft, possibly. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. All right, so now I can see why Bill Belichick might want to go to Chicago. The Bears. Bill give me the number one and number two picks. They Although may you'd have, have to trade one of those picks to, to get Bill Belichick. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, dude, Caleb Williams would just be like, nah, I'm staying if he has to go to the Patriots. <laughs> like, nah, that would honestly be like super interesting, though, of like Bears get Caleb Williams, Bill Belichick, Patriots get Drake May. Like that would that would change some things in the league. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> All right. All right. What else we got here? Bijan versus A Chain. Tell me about your boy A Chan. Tell me about your boy A Chan. Tell me about the track star. I mean, they say he's played four games, but it's really this is all (laughs) based on three games because you can't count the one carry for five yards in garbage time against the Patriots. That was that was his that was his first NFL action, and since then, all he's done is what. Seven touchdowns, first player in the first four games in the Super Bowl era. First player in league history to rush for 100 yards, average 10 yards a carry in three straight games. Leads the league in 20-yard rushes, 30-yard rushes, 40-yard rushes, and 50-yard rushes. And only being, what, 60 yards behind Christian McCaffrey on 61 less carries. Tell me about Bijan. This the, your guy's cracked up, man. He's like on speed. I I haven't seen shit like this since Chris Johnson, where I'm like, what the hell is happening mm-hmm. here? Like those holes, he's passed them before they. It's just crazy, man. It really is. Like I don't know when <clears throat> he literally caught up to Tyreek on Tyreek's long <laughs> run last week. It, it, the and whole goddamn team. Even on his 76 yard run, it looks like he's jogging. So there may be another gear. I'm gonna tell you Your something team? wild. Apparently, Riley Moss faster than both of them. <laughs> your your team makes me feel like the rest of the football is stupid. Like, did nobody <laughs> else think about getting all these fast players before? Like, what the hell is happening? Why? Why? Tony, Tony, somebody did. His name was Chip Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! Oh shit! The smoothie guy, the smoothie yep. guy, man. The sm- but they said apparently there's like, ah, oh. damn this, it, man. That's what he wanted, though. This yep. is what he this wanted. Is, Chip Kelly, true. like this, this is, is what he envisioned for the Eagles and failed yeah. miserably. In it. This, this, this was true, his man. vision with Carson once a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, man. Maybe I'm just, I'm just locked into those old ways. Actually, it was Marcus Mariota, and um. Well, no, he never got Mariota. You're right. You're right. That's like that was in college in the NFL. He did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just saying, man. Maybe I'm just tired in these old ways with like Bijan being like a franchise back that can do all this stuff. But maybe it's just like, I mean, Bijan, he's definitely good because he has those Barry Sanders moves. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you, you guys saw yeah. that above above Dude, view does, of him. It's just ridiculous. Every game of he what does, he can he do. Jukes guys. I, I know I, every game he does that stuff, but like you said, like this H hand guy and you just find the right guy and put him in the scheme. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's confusing. Cause I, I, I just witnessed Christian McCaffrey just dominate too. So I think I'm like, man, once you get the right player in the right scheme, it totally maximizes yeah. everything. So I mean, he was I, a steal in the third round. Gary. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I does. 
I don't know. So I we say this, and it's like then we talk about this. Do you think the Colts made a mistake paying Jonathan Taylor all this money, fourteen million dollars a year? He's like the third highest paid running back not in football now. now. Not no. like not now that you have a QB on a rookie contract, you can afford to pay people exactly. like Jonathan Taylor now. Like yes, it's dumb if like say you're the Jets. And have yeah. Aaron Rodgers as your QB, but no, like it totally makes sense for the Colts. Why? Yeah, ex- exactly. You have the you have the four years plus a fifth year option with Anthony Richardson being a first round pick. So yeah, you can offset those salaries for those first five years, like Chris was saying. And I think it makes complete sense for the Pam. And they had no other choice because. Once, I mean, Miami was one of the only real suitors for Jonathan Taylor, and they haven't missed him this year. So I think the only thing for them to do was repair the relationship. I mean, I hear you, but to push back, I feel like we're still back in this A-Chan Bijan argument where the Colts are treating him like Bijan and spending all these resources on him. And wouldn't it be better to surround a rookie quarterback with all these other pieces that that 14 million could get you and take a risk on a third round running back and hope it turns out like an HN or even like, I don't know any of these other running backs, like every year that come out, like, is it the right allocation of resources, even with a rookie quarterback? Is that like winning moves? I mean, Jonathan Taylor was also one of those. He didn't go in the first round. He didn't go to the mid second. So he's one of those steals also. So he actually earned this payday. Oh, I agree. Agree. He's a great I mean, player. This, gives, a you, this gives some of those lower round guys more incentive that they might actually get paid and they might not be just used up and thrown away. I, it's just a surprise that the Colts just finally changed their mind to pay him. It, right? I'm just like, why make all this show of it in the summer and then like five games into the season, like, okay, you are right. Here you go. Here's your money. I think it was more because they had some success without them. And then it was like, okay, like, yes, we can allocate these funds to running back. I think that was more the thinking is like, all right, we have a pretty good team. Like, yes, like, let's let's incorporate Jonathan Taylor into this. Whereas if they would have had a bad team, I think they would have been like, no, like we need to start, yeah, like looking for younger options. All right. But when you have a QB performing pretty well, excuse me, on a rookie contract, like, yeah, like you, that, that's, that's kind of like the whole point of these like rookie QB contracts is you can, maximize some of these other positions and it's not a detriment to the team yeah okay so this brings me to the crux of this decision and this real conversation because this is usually what teams go ahead and get into trouble with and this is what we're crucifying the giants for at oh and five do you think if they decided in the summer that they're not that they wouldn't pay daniel jones and they were going to let him go out there or they're going to franchise tag daniel jones and they paid saquon instead that at this point right now they would still be zero and five, or do you think anything would have changed without that with that team and that strategy? Because one of those dudes is probably going to end up losing their jobs, like the either Dable or the GM. Like not like to be honest, one of those dudes is probably going to lose one of their jobs for paying Daniel Jones. Because it's not like there's going to be some rosy outlook or things are ever going to improve for that team this season at least, and probably not next season. I mean they're they're definitely behind the eight ball. From the rumors I've heard, like, like 
Daniel Jones isn't really Dable's guy. Like I, it sounds like more of this was uh, okay. Like you went out, you won a playoff game for us. Like me as the owner, I'm gonna reward you for that. Like oh yeah, we we found our guy. Like let's let's dish out some money to him and keep him around and whatnot. And I think that's what really happened. Whereas I think a somebody more at a talent evaluator level would have said, slow it down. Fair, fair. Should they have paid Saquon? Or you just think they shouldn't have but paid Saquon? It doesn't really matter. They're both hurt now. Yeah, like but once again, like yeah. the Saquon thing yeah. was when you had a, a rookie contract, like that made sense. Mm-hmm. Like Cowboys did it with Zeke and Dak of yeah. okay, we have a good QB performing on a rookie contract. Like, yes, we can allocate these funds to other positions and let's stabilize those positions. And yeah, like I, I think this the the Giants thing is gonna make teams second guess that of like no we we need to wait until next season and get like a little early evaluation. Now say like Giants are three and two right now, probably would have been a better time to give them that deal. Of like, okay, like here's some actual sustained success. Like, let's give you that deal. And I have a team that's guilty of it as well, of giving a QB that quite frankly was a little undeserving of that deal based off of past success. And like that's sports you can't always just give them off of past success. It needs to be out of just what what's gonna be future performance, future ceiling. Yep. And I, I don't think I don't... anyone around the league thought Daniel Jones had the ceiling that that contract yeah. merited. Yeah, same, same. I don't think there was any people that were going to pay him that money besides the Giants. Okay, let's get to it here. Your guy, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Justin Jefferson's going on IR for four weeks. Do the Vikings look to trade Kirk Cousins? What's this Viking schedule look like over the next They won't, month? but they, they should. Won't. Where's he? He's not going to go to New York because they're still paying Aaron Rodgers. They're not going to be able to afford Kirk Cousins' salary unless Minnesota decides, oh, we'll just give you him for free. I doubt seeing that happen. Then Jets are already giving up their number two pick to, or their second round pick to the Packers. You think New England? Talk to me about that, Billings. Why New England? They're already they're there? already one and four. You think they're gonna <laughs> at one and six makes... or like yeah one and seven? You think they're, they're gonna, gonna go thirteen Kirk and Cousins? four with Kirk Cousins? And yeah, like it doesn't make sense to do that deal mid season if the Vikings do indeed do that, which they're not going to. They're gonna ride out the season and like hey. I'll say like they still could potentially get a wild card. They they won't, but they could potentially do it. No, I'm just telling you like there that's probably the mindset of the GM right now. It's like, "Oh, you know, like somewhat weak division. Like we could still potentially ride this out and and get it back door into the playoffs, but it, it won't happen." So, 
a trade midseason for Kirk Cousins isn't going to happen. Mm-mm. I mean, Justin Jefferson might be a different deal of like you could potentially get a first. Try like, to re- replicate what they got for Stefan Diggs to get Justin Jefferson and hope the lightning strikes twice. Yeah. Like they're not going to get two first out of them. I think they could get like a first and a third potentially out of no. Justin Jefferson. Dude, Justin Jefferson would go for two first round picks right mm-hmm. now to any team in the league. Any team in the league would give him two first round picks for a man. Maybe not Miami, but, but like the, <laughs> most, maybe not Miami, maybe not Cincinnati. Most of the rest of the league would be like, yeah, first round picks. Justin Jefferson for sure. And like with both of those guys being like, I think if you're the Ravens, you should definitely do that (laughs) right now. Yes. Like two first rounds, Justin Jefferson done. Like this will make Lamar Jackson a a fucking MVP again. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, man. Keeping, keeping Jefferson in purple there, huh? And then what does Kirk Cousins do after that? He's not going to stay in Minnesota if they get Justin Jefferson. He's he's done after this season. I think this is his last season in Minnesota. So who knows? Yeah, he'll pick up somewhere else. Goes to the Patriots. Possible. (laughs) Is this the last year of his contract, or is he still under contract for the next couple of years? It's the last year for Kirk Cousins. It's the last year? It is his last year? Okay. Him and Jefferson are both on the last years of their deals. Okay. Damn, time flies. Um, yeah, like, God, I swear. What are the what are the teams that are legitimately gonna need a QB of like his caliber next year? Patriots, I've already named off. Mm -hmm. I I mean, you could throw out the Packers, possibly, but depending on how Jordan Love does this year. He he started off well. He's had a little bit of a rocky, rocky start or rocky few games since, but he's still got time to turn that uh, around. In division. Like maybe the Cardinals, but then like if you're Kirk Cousins, do you really want to go there? No. Um, yeah. Seahawks just paid Gino. NFL's dumb. He's gonna go to like replace Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee, and go it's to gonna Tampa. be Kirk, Kirk they got Cousins receivers. as a Titan. Ah, I think they like Tampa's Baker, doing man. good with Baker. Yeah, I don't. I think they like man. I think they're like gonna try and make it work there. We'll see. It seems like that way. Carolina potentially. Like it seems like Frank Reich is not into his QB at the moment. So yeah, like some pretty um maybe walk uh, maybe back to the maybe back to Washington. Uh, now that Dan Snyder's gone. Yeah, like <laughs> No, dude. Like no. I could see that. If Dan Snyder was still there, I'd say there's no way. God, Why would no. he want to go back to that crap? You know the commanders are gonna make that coaching splash too. They're gonna get someone good next year. I guarantee it, man. They're gonna get someone. They're gonna overpay for someone. Yeah. Damn. So Hey, maybe B- Bill Belichick, Kirk Cousins, and Washington. <laughs> Put it out there. He's putting it out there into the universe. Fuck, dude. They would own the Cowboys. I would be so sad. They would beat us. Watching, we had so long to take advantage of this in hey, that franchise. Next year, the NFL, I'm telling you, it's going to look weird. There's going to be some moves this season. That You're right, man. You're right. All right, all right. We rambled on about this. 
We got anything else we want to cover here? Got a shout out to Dick Buckus, who passed mm-hmm. away um, shortly okay. after we recorded last week. Passed away at 80. Bears linebacker for nine seasons. One of the original monsters of the Midway, but just all around good dude. Um, guy that loved the game and just passed that love of the game on to others. And so just got to give him a shout out. He, he was before my time, but definitely his presence was known to me throughout my whole life watching football. So that just shows you the character that he was, mm-hmm. that he was known to us guys that weren't even alive watching him at the time. So Dick Buckus, RIP. Well said there. Well said. Legendary linebacker. I always heard about those stories. Monsters of the Midway. Yep. Greatest football name too. Yeah, and like just NFL <laughs> films. You know, October that music, uh, monsters of the midway. Like we, we've all seen it back in a time before streaming when you had very limited options of what you could watch. Man, those NFL films were amazing to watch on a, a early Sunday morning. <laughs> so, yeah, um... man. <laughs> We're getting old, man. We're getting moment old. of silence he... for Dick Buckus. <laughs> <laughs> didn't didn't he do some like TV stuff too? He did. He did. Okay, I feel like that's probably where I remember him from more. Yeah. Damn. So that's all I got. All right, get us out of Wrap here, Tony. Up. Wrap it up. Thanks for watching the Week Five recap. Like, comment, subscribe. Make sure we're still alive. Thanks for coming back to watch us every week. We'll we'll have winners and losers. We got our week five picks coming up. Go ahead and follow those on all the little follow videos right here. Hockey season starts tonight. <laughs>